the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Let's talk money. Let's talk investing. Let's talk a little real estate. I don't want to sound like the old man in the room, but being the old man in the room, I want to say 20 years ago, San Francisco was a different city. I bet 30 years ago was a different city. I bet 40 years ago was a different city. You're darn tootin'. When I first moved to the Bay Area, I was fascinated. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to do the, the weekend fairs. I think San Francisco's got a weekend event going on in every little nook and cranny 52 weeks out of the year. Whether you're going to South Market, whether you're going to the Castro, Castro Street Fair, wherever you're going, there's something going on, right? I was fascinated by it, and I've kind of seen the city change, and I think for me, it's changed for the worse. So I've officially gone that direction, where I'm like, building too much, they're building too much. But that building's kind of important, because it adds more units of homes for people to live in. But what I've seen a lot of is hotels, and I'm just surprised how many hotels can go in to the Bay Area. I don't know where you live, but I live in San Carlos, and the drive up to San Francisco four days a week, I'm like, why are there seven more hotels being built? <laughs> like, and, and they're, in the, they're not in San Francisco. They're not in Palo Alto, where people might want to visit. They're in Burlingame, where people... People on the East Coast aren't going, I want to go to Burlingame. I want to go to San Carlos. I want to go to San Mateo. I've had this dream my whole life to honeymoon in San Mateo. It's not like they're they're destinations. And to me, I'm like, how does this end? I'm just seeing hotels and small apartments continue to go up. And then this week, I saw HomeShare, a startup based in San Francisco. They convert living rooms in above market rate buildings into bedrooms so tenants can save on rent. That's what we're doing now. In order to afford San Francisco, we're saying, I would like a two-bedroom apartment with a a nice living room. But in the two bedrooms, I'm going to put two renters. And in the living room that used to be a nice place to watch TV, I'm going to put two more bedrooms. And I'm going to be a company called HomeShare that puts up a big old partition. And then they get a finder's fee for turning a two-bedroom apartment into kind of a four-unit apartment. But isn't that kind of ludicrous we're kind of living dormitory style now and we're saying we're okay with that desperate renters are finding their real estate bliss in converted living rooms that lease for as little as 1100 a month now that's great and they're basically taking expensive new buildings home share is and they're splicing them they're splicing their dice and they're slicing it's the new ginshu knife found in 2016 the startup has partnered with 10 properties in san francisco silicon valley and new york do we need a startup that basically puts partitions up in living rooms and maybe even in bedrooms, like a master room could be turned into two, two small apartments. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, my mortgage lender. Good day. Millennials continue to migrate to high-priced urban areas. 
and we're just packing them in. Yeah. So it's a trend. Um, smaller living. Smaller living. So uh, um, co-living micro bedrooms. They're calling co-living now. Co-living. Okay. Co-living places uh, like New York and San Francisco are putting up co-living environments. Uh, San Francisco has something called a, I think it's called the panoramic and you can rent a bedroom. It's like $1,500 a month. Uh, you can rent a studio. Uh, maybe that's a couple grand a month and maybe a couple bedrooms. And all of a sudden you get uh, up to 25, 3000, but you, you share like the laundry, you share like the kitchens, you share uh, other common areas. As a lender, are you seeing people buy into this or is this just the companies basically figuring out how to be landlords? Is it, is it a landlord issue or is it an owner issue? Um, these aren't owner kind of properties. These are kind of short-term stay uh, units. Uh, lenders haven't quite caught on to the new trends yet. Um, I, I don't. I think it's on the smaller scale, so they're not going to figure it out yet. Have you found yourself in a situation where you're doing a loan for two or three people in a place, or is it still typically? We've seen a couple of those. Yeah, okay. we've seen a lot more than than five six years ago. How's that handled? I, um, I got to imagine banks, tenants in common. It's okay. not the kind that it's not a tick that you think it is, but it, it's you, you just title it. You put thirty percent in, or ten percent. I put ten percent. Somebody else puts ten percent in. They get a seventy percent loan. They do tenants in common as far as ownerships, thirty three percent each, and uh, that's the way it goes. And they they title it in tenants in common. They can sell their their portion to somebody else at some time, and they get a room. And that's one way to do it. Now in Los Angeles, the city of angels. People are renting trucks and RVs to sleep in $4,000 a month. LA has experienced a shortage of affordable homes. One bedrooms in the Silver Lake neighborhood can cost upwards of 2000 a month. So a person who wants to work in like cable television, being a cable technician, installing cable TV, they make $45,000 a year. They're renting trucks and they're basically living in RVs. Yeah. There's a company here that's renting out uh, converted vans to do that. And as long as they, um, you know, your company you work for, you can shower there and park in their, their or you get uh, gym membership, a gym membership, and you can shower there and just go to work out right outside the van. I've seen more. I quit 24 hour fitness a couple of years ago, probably 15 years ago. Cause I saw more disgusting things in 24 hour fitness than I've seen on the internet. Just ah. disgusting. That's all I have to say about that. That's right. Jack. People are living in Las Vegas and flying to the Bay Area two, three, four times a week for their job. They have a job in the Bay Area and they're flying from Vegas. Their commute. It's a one-hour flight commute or or one-and-a-half-hour drive. Which one do you want? When I drive 25 miles into San Francisco every day, it takes an hour. Why not fly? Maybe, Why? Maybe they're staying in all those hotels that are being built up by the airport. Okay. You've got the answers for everything. I, I don't know what else to do. So... What are you seeing, though, as far as uh, what's the typical mortgage person knocking on your door in 2018 all about? Well, we haven't been that the far into it yet. big year of change, right? Uh, it's a big year yeah. of higher interest rates. Could be. Um, we, we are seeing higher yields. Okay. Uh, and they kind of stopped. You know, I think some investors saw that the, the higher yields and dumped a whole bunch of money into into bonds and for those yields. And it kind of held interest rates down a little bit. Right now, I think it's at right around 4% for the 30-year fixed, um, conforming 30-year fixed, according to Freddie Mac. So um, interest rates are still low. I mean, we've seen them much higher over the last several years. So uh, it's still an incentive. It's still one of the main drivers. I think, uh, you know, the lack of inventory in the Bay Area still um, creates 
I think, I don't want to say illusion, uh, but it might be an illusion of, of high demand. Um, what happens if there's a little bit more inventory hitting the market? Will we still have that, that same amount of demand? I think that we won't know that until it actually happens um, or somebody really plays with the math. But uh, right now we still have high demand and for a few amount of property. And that is what's driving home prices and driving people to take advantage of these low interest rates and can try to get into properties. It doesn't matter if it's a condo or a single family. People are trying to get into anything. And that's why builders are building what they can because there is that demand. And they're trying to get top dollar. And they're going to continue doing that. Right. And until interest rates hit 7 8%, we're going to be like, they're traditionally pretty low right now. The, the average interest rate historically is about six and a quarter right now. And where are we at now? Right on four. Which my dad would say is pretty darn good, but my dad's dead. So it probably sound like this. My dad, my dad's a little muffled, right? My dad sounds oddly enough like Michael Douglas. 102 years old. Who wants that? Michael or Kurt? Kurt, you're right. So I just aged the wrong kid. I'm Rob Black talking all things financially. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find Tony at BayAirlandSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Happy birthday to all of those having birthdays today. Happy birthday to all those having birthdays tomorrow and Sunday. I look out for you. Money Essentials, Money 101. Things that you got to know. One of the areas that I, I hope you will partake with me in is is appreciating money and appreciating like investing. Um, I want you to save enough money to get to retirement. I want your kids to save enough money to get to retirement. I want your kids to have enough money to buy a home. One of the things you can do for your kids right now is set up an account with Acorns. Acorns is one of those incredibly stupid robo-advisor apps that you can start saving $10, $100, and buying half a share of Intel, half a share of Microsoft, half a share of Facebook. Um, It's called Acorns. Acorns. So go to the App Store and grab Acorns. Um, I think we live in a world that's continuing to move towards robots. And as a parent, how do you reward your kids? Do you reward them for cleaning their room? Do you reward them for what? I think if you can give them an account at Acorns, give them their allowance once a week on Sunday night where you say, okay, you're going to do 30 pages of a workbook based on robots. And Amazon will, if you search Amazon, you can find third grade workbooks, second grade workbooks, first grade workbooks. I don't care. Just get your kids started in that mode of saving and earning and give them that tough dilemma of if, if you earn $10 this week, I'll, I'll make it $12. If you don't buy anything this week, if you save all your money this week, I'll give you an extra $2 next week. Teach them the value of saving. Teach them the value of not spending. But then again, I don't even know what that means, but I love it. But then again, when it comes time for taking them to a museum, make them pay with their own money at the gift shop. Let them see what it is. We live in a digital world and it's getting tougher and tougher to have that, that tactile touch of cash. Where there is a physical departure when you have it in a wallet and you give it to a cashier and you say goodbye to it. Now it's like, take my digital money. And you don't even feel it. It's, 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 there's, no, there's no wall there. There's no barrier there. 
So money and investing and, and saving for retirement, it's all about starting to invest. It's about buying a home. It's about buying a car. It's about retirement planning. It's about starting a family. In the Bay Area, it's a big decision. It's a big decision because this is a two-income type of area to make ends meet, to make the house meet. You almost have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend or a wife or a husband. It's, it comes with the territory. So to say that you want to make a baby and then the maternal instincts might kick in and she wants to stay home with a baby for one, two, three, four, five years. I want to stay home with a baby because it happens so fast. We'll be 18 before I even know it. And how do you go from two incomes down to one and you go from two mouths to three? Buying a home, buying a second home, buying a retirement home. Those are the three things in my head, right? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You've known me for 20 plus years. You've been my mortgage lender for 20 plus years. And you've seen me buy homes. And now you're starting to see me like play with a second home. And probably the next five years, I'll be playing with the idea of a retirement home. Maybe I already have one right now, but I don't want to retire in San Carlos. I, I don't want to retire in I don't think I want to retire in California. We're not full time. Like, ooh, that I'm like half time here, half time there. Like, what's in my head? So you probably see a lot of that. Yeah, we do. Uh, a lot of people trying to figure out where they want to end up. Um, how do the tax taxes play into it? Uh, what's a good city in the United States? Um, you know, my, when my parents retired, they did a lot of research. They spent. They knew they wanted to be in the West, but they didn't know where. Was it going to be Oregon? Was it going to be California? Was it going to be Nevada? Um, could have been Arizona. Who knew? Uh, but they did a lot of research and they figured out what ta- state had the best taxes. And they had some friends live in the city, and they ended up in in Reno, for example. Yeah, and um, which is kind of random because I've known your parents. It for was it. random, but it felt random. It, it did. They actually owned a house back in the nineties. <laughs> horrible story about this house uh, as a rental property. I don't know why they bought it, um, and they sold it a few years later after they couldn't get the tenant out. And he did all this thing with the sheriff had to be there with a shotgun, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, we we do find a lot of people wondering wait, if they're... Wait, what the hell was that? Sheriff shotgun? Sheriff. Did I fall asleep there for a second? I have a stroke? No, they had to kick out the tenant with a... Had the sheriff had to show up and... Uh, you, know. you will respect my authority! like Kirk Douglas all of a sudden. <laughs> whoa, 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 shit. Yeah. Um... It, it, it was an odd scenario, but they, they ended up moving there. It's a nice community, and that's, that's what they wanted. Uh, they wanted a single-floor house. You know, that's, uh, shoot, I have a – there's a client that um, we had in Oakland, had a one up in the hills, and guy it took about 30, 40 steps just to get to his front door, and he just said, I'm done with this. You know, he's in his late 60s, and I'm done with this. I'm buying something flat, in a flat area, a flat home. Um, so a lot of people go through these kind of emotions when they're looking towards retirement. Um, it, sometimes it's too late. Some people get locked into their house and they, they can't move. They can't afford to buy another house in another city and still get their same kind of lifestyle and pay those taxes. And, um, they, maybe they need the, maybe they need to do it. Sometimes some people are locked in their home because they, that's where all their equity is and they have to sell it. So they have some sort of retirement. We see all sort, all, all the scenarios where some people have no equity, but tons of pension and other retirement. The basic idea that I came to you with, and I don't know where the hell you went with that, but I said, I, you've known me buy houses for me and my family. Kind well, of thing. It's, it's, it, and now I'm starting to experiment with the idea of like getaway houses. And well, then at some point in time, I'm going to experiment with the idea of retirement houses. Right. Well, I, my, my story was there's a lot of people who don't think you're still young, relatively, and, and you have time to figure this out. A lot of people don't. Um, 
I think it's a big mistake. Uh, it's you, you can sit there and say, I want to build a, re- a retirement portfolio and forget that you eventually you may not want to live where you are. You just said that you don't want to live in your, you don't want to retire in San Carlos. Um, what does that mean? Well, you're starting to think out of the box. You're starting to think about maybe I buy a home somewhere else that I can rent out until I move into it. Um, not only that, you can buy it while you're working and have somebody else pay equity off. I feel like this is a mom and papa segment where all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. <laughs> Right. I've been on a walk on a winter's day. I'll be safe and warm if I was in L.A., California dreaming. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Sell it while people can still afford it. Who knows? It could be a lot of things. Right. It's our housing segment. Getting old and buying retirement homes. Doing it while you Enjoying it. Not too many steps. Isn't it funny that you have a client who's like 60 plus and he's like, I don't want steps. Yeah. Like how limiting are we? Like (laughs) the real estate agent can say, look, I I found a place that doesn't have steps. It's and they'll come put food in your mouth for you. You don't even have to move. Yeah. That's the way we're selling to old people now. If you need a mortgage, if you need a loan, if you need a refinance, a HELOC, Tony Mendez is your man. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Listen to him and his partner Thursday evenings here at 6 p.m. on KDOW AM 1220. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Next 20 years, we're going to see a lot of changes. As we moved into 2017, we heard a lot about autonomous cars. As we move into 2018, we're seeing a lot of autonomous cars. At CES this week, you saw a lot of autonomous cars, and they're coming. They're coming in droves, and they're going to come in different ways, shapes, and sizes. The ideas behind them will be different, whether it be package delivery or old person delivery. Tony Mendez and I were just talking about old people and how they want houses without stairs. They want a miracle. They want something that is unheard of. No, no, not the U.S. beating Russia in the Olympics in hockey with a bunch of amateurs coached by Herb Brooks. No, 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 no. What we want is even more of a miracle, a house with no stairs. I love the idea. There's a woman on my street, and I think her name is Mrs. Mitchell, because that's every old person who's been widowed's name, I think, is Mrs. Mitchell, right? So everyone has a Mrs. Mitchell on their street, and it scares the hell out of me when I see her in her car. It scares the hell out of me. And I just keep going back to like the Santa Monica Pier and an old person driving to the pier and running over people, and they're like, oh, my foot got stuck. Old people in cars scare me, so autonomous cars, I love the idea. Contact your autonomous car to pick you up and take you to CVS. You can walk around CVS as long as you want. I don't care. That's fine by me. But that's a good switch. It's a good change. You'd be a mall walker. A mall walker's fine, too. So the CES show, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas this week, we saw something that I didn't think we needed to see. And to me, I've got a friend who how do I I don't want to I don't want to shame. I don't want to insult. But she got married. No, she didn't get married. She had a baby without a baby with a baby daddy, but she never married baby daddy. 
And now she's got her kid in, in dance classes. And I'm always like, why do you send your kid to dance class? They can grow up to be a stripper. Like to me, like that's where, that's where I jump like jazz. My sister has a kid in jazz. And I'm like, why are you Susie? Why are you doing that? Jazz isn't jazz. Isn't going to pay the bills. Jazz isn't going to get you a job building robotics. Jazz, jazz might get you a job as a stripper is what I'm thinking. Um, I know you're saying you're going dark, Rob. I'm going dark, but you know what was at CES this week? Robotic strippers. So even if you get your kid into jazz and they they develop this 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 skill of shaking their booty, uh, of of male or female, I don't care. We now have robotic strippers in at CES. It's a bad taste gimmick. It's a bad metaphor of where we are in the world, but I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the robots taking over. I don't like it. They're taking our jobs on a quick level. We saw. Did you see um, Red Robin? Which I hate saying the whole name of the restaurant. Red Robin Gourmet. I hate saying Gourmet. Because Red Robin is like the nastiest food on the planet to me. Yep. They fired all their busboys. They raised minimum wage and they fired all their busboys. And they said, waiters and waitresses, congratulations. You now get to bus your own tables. Um, and McDonald's is experimenting with a robot that can flip hamburgers. Now we've got robots that are strippers. So all all the jobs that some people without high education aspire to, they're all going away. Unless you're building robots. Unless you're building robots. That's that's why your kid should be in a robot class and not in a jazz class. <laughs> robot parade. Robot parade. Wave the flags that the robots made. So with you in your industry, um, I have to imagine that it's 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 a lot less paperwork than it used to be or a lot less processing of paperwork. Is there any robotics? Is there any uh, automation? Is there any, has it become easier in any way, shape or form in the last Not as much automation as you would think, uh, other than a DocuSign, uh, which is, I love DocuSign. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, but we, we are working with some lenders that have streamlined processes through just the reorganization of and, and shuffling of the process of the transaction uh, on the internal side. Uh, it's working very well, um, and it's, they're, they're becoming very large companies because of how fast they can do transactions. And they've basically refined an old process. They're, it's not a robot. Um, we don't see any kind of robot coming in anytime soon. You're not going to get a loan from a robot. I wouldn't get a loan from um, somebody that you never meet or couldn't meet or talk to. Uh, that's why I don't like online banks as much as I do actually meeting and physically seeing somebody. Um, I don't think the industry is going to go that way. There's a theory that at some point in time we'll be able to buy a 30-year mortgage like a stock. Why not? Possibly. I thought at one point you could buy a mortgage at a Costco. Costco still has mortgages? I don't know. I can it never really affected us at all. Okay. Costco's kind of interesting. Trying not to be Amazon. Why doesn't Amazon do mortgages? They could. They, they might. Yeah, I think they, they very well might. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Choosing an agent when you buy a house, it's an attractive thought. Um, have you ever? How often do you see people trying to buy or sell a house without an agent? About 10%. 10%? Yeah, it's, it's that big. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, it opens up to some liability, uh, and if you talk to a realtor or anybody who's 
sold a property with a realtor and and done well, they're going to say that using a realtor will get you the most money and the most traffic on the house. And I I do believe that. Okay. Um, I may not have when I first got into the business, but after years of of dealing with people who've tried it on their own. Um, and seeing the, the influence that a realtor can have within their pool of other realtors and the broker tours and yeah, yeah. and all that. And it does turn out that you, you statistically, you actually do get more money for your house if you sell it with a realtor, even though you pay a commission. Well, I can, I can believe that to be true in large part because um, when you have one of those realtors who are like – they get like these stupid assignments or stupid names like super realtors. Like they sell a hundred houses a year and they become super. They know other super realtors and they know other people. So when they put your house on the market, they're calling all their friends and going, I got a house in the market. I think you're going to really like it. It's coming up yeah, in about three be- weeks. Yeah. Just because it's under their wing, so to speak, it's a super house. And are you telling get- me that realtors have wings? Yeah. Are you telling me that they're like, uh, they're, they're, they're like birds. They're not sure. humans. I've seen realtors fly, yes, fly around the bay. There's a lot of weed going on in that world. There's a lot. You know, we of... might actually see a robot realtor before we see a robot loan officer. Robot realtor. Okay. Yeah, the virtual virtual tour turns into a... Oh, do you know that... I think it was like 45% of homes sold in the United States were sight unseen. Something crazy like that. It may be just by one generation. I think maybe the millennial generation, like 45% were sight unseen. So why do you need a realtor to, to show your house if you already have the virtual tour and things like that? So it might be an interesting angle uh, down the road. So I was hanging out with a realtor recently looking for a vacation home. And he goes... I think they've got the price, the house price. They're a motivated seller. I'm like, motivated seller? What do you mean? He goes, oh, they want to sell this house. Uh, it's it's obvious that the owners want out. Like, they want out now. They want out in January. If it's January, they want out in January. They don't want to, like, dicker around and have it priced too high, and they'll give it two or three months, yeah. and they'll get the higher price. So he's like, they're a motivated seller. I'm like, okay, so we now know what a motivated seller is. Um, and I'm like, what do you think we can get for the if it's eight hundred fifty thousand, should I offer seven fifty? He's like, oh no 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 no. You don't want to you don't want to insult the seller, but I think I think eight hundred or seven ninety nine would do just fine. Um, so I, I like that. I like yeah. the fact that he had an opinion. I like the fact that he knew what a motivated seller was. I like the fact that he knew the sellers. Um, and some people want top dollar, and some people just want the hell out. Yeah. Um, a, ro- a, a robot realtor was in RoboCop. What are you talking about? Remember RoboCop when he goes back and visits his I house. Mean, I mean, RoboCop was a movie. It's not real. It was a movie, but there was a robot it's, it's realtor real. in the house. Do you remember it? No. Well, there are people out there that do. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> uh, negotiating the commission. If your house is expensive, an agent might not flinch if you suggest 4 or 5% instead of the usual 6 If you know it's a buyer's market, consider offering the incentive of a higher commission if the agent can land you a sale within 5% of your asking price. That's another thing that I learned. That the realtor would get an extra $10,000. And this was disclosed somewhere in the paperwork that the selling agent would get an extra $10,000 if it sold before April 1. Okay. So that's a motivated seller, right? Yeah. I've never seen I've never seen that contingent. Or I've never seen that written into a contract. But it's out there. So what type of realtor do you like? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Personally. Not not as a mortgage lender working with other people who can send you business. Sure. Um, Someone who has a good knowledge of the neighborhood, period. Um, 
I don't like the flashy kind of realtors. I, I want somebody who's who this is their career, uh, not something that's part time. I, I like somebody who knows the uh, paperwork and the process and is willing to take the time and effort to meet you at your convenience and make things happen fast. The good negotiator is part of it too. With you. And you, you'll know this, all of those things in the first meeting. You should interview. Interview. Yeah. First interview. interview. Two or three realtors mm-hmm. before you start. You'll know all, all of those answers right in the beginning. And don't go with the one who's your best friend. Go with the one who can get the most foot traffic if you're selling a home. We call it Cousin Mini. I'm Rob Black. That's Tony Mendez. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's grabbing documents for me today. He's doing a loan for me. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. March higher! That's what the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, the Russell 1000, Russell 2000, the Russell 3000, the Wilshire 5000. That's what everything's doing right now. It's marching higher. I just looked at the market last week, and I was like, Dow 25,000, da-da-da. And I said boldly, the Dow will be at 50,000 by the year 2022. Money doubles every 7.2 years. Maybe 2023, I don't know. But we're up 200 points today. We're almost at 26,000. We're at 25,774. And I just had my Dow 25,000 party. The shirt hasn't even been washed yet. And I have to have a Dow 26,000 party shirt? I know you're saying, I, I like your party shirts, Rob. All right, all right, all right. Little Bam Lamb. Ram Jam. Ram Jam? Bam Lamb. Right? Yeah. Little Black Betty. Is that racist? I don't know. I have to be very careful. This is a day and age where all men need to be careful. So, just throwing that out there. So, Wells Fargo turned into the mixed performance. J.P. Morgan profit dinged by a tax charge, but the financials look good for 2018. I'm stunned by the Dow. It's just on a it's on a crusade. My personal finance is like is is seeing benefits. Whether it be insurance, whether it be investing, whether it be your 401k, your savings, your budget, your income, your insurance, these are all parts of the formula to get ahead in life is is manage what you have and what you own and what you owe. Manage your ability to earn income. Tony Mendez is with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. You're showing me a three-bedroom, two-bath, and a robot. (laughs) You and your robots, you're fixated. There's robots showing rental properties nowadays. So when you work with a real estate agent, I think it's super important to interview. I think it's super important to get a good feel. Um, And sadly, I do want to go with a person that has experience. I want 30 years experience. I don't want three years experience. I don't want the person who's getting the job because her and her husband don't make enough money. So she's going to try to be a realtor on the side. So she can continue to take care of the kids while also being a realtor. I, I, I appreciate that, but it's not for me. I want the full-time person who's really good at what they do and who can tell you, Oh yeah, I know that street. Oh yeah. I know that couple. I, I, I sold a house to that person. I want that person. Hey, you feel the same way that most people do volume, volume, volume. 
Yeah. Um, I like the realtor that's been in the business a long time that knows a whole bunch of other realtors that when you put a house in the market, you get the attention of 20, maybe 30 other agents and you get the multiple ask, uh, asking prices. So as a seller, you, I think you even want to go even more experienced and more uh, a realtor that has more influence with other realtors because they have maybe five, 10 clients that are looking for that type of house in a market like the Bay area. That's, that would be what I would look for. Um, and then you have a seller who says they don't want to use a realtor. And they're like, you know what? There's not a lot of inventory. I can just kind of throw this out there and, and see what I can get. You may not get that traffic, but, you, but uh, again, you go back to the stats. It's proven that using a realtor will give you, get you more money for your house. So Donald Trump seems to have declared war on California, New York, New York City, San Francisco, L.A. Do you think that's going to have any effect in the real estate market that you're seeing? I haven't or? seen it yet. I've seen a couple of people pull back um, and kind of reevaluate you know, how, the, how the taxes are going to look. So we might see 2018 kind of shake up near the end of the year. But um, you know, when it's all said and done, I think somebody told me the other day, says, you know, people who are, are buying a property that's going to be affected by the, the tax um, uh, you know, the $10,000 limits and the seven fifty dollars uh, for married on the interest deductions are, sure. are people that aren't going to be worried about that. You know, the, the, the extra ten twenty thousand dollars $20,000 they're going to have to pay in taxes a year. Um, so there is a little mindset on that. Are we going to lose a little bit more in the higher end? Probably. Um, is the lower end going to be a little bit more attractive? Yeah. You know, yeah, seven fifty dollars loan with taxes that are below $10,000 a year, I think that's going to be the target range for a lot of homes around the United States right now. And Fannie Mae up there, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and FHA just up their mortgage limits, six, $679,000. is not it amazing how much money yeah. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac make for our government? And we almost treat them yeah. as if they're right like... to the Treasury, too. We almost treat Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac as like second-class citizens, like, you shouldn't be lending money to yeah. people, but... They're they're making good money, which is weird because uh, Trump wants to dismantle Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. He wants to privatize mortgages uh, and create more competition. Yet right now, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have better rates than most private lenders. So why would that? How how would that help us? Um, I like the the way that Fannie Mae and Freddie work. I like their guidelines. I like their automated systems. It helps people get mortgages quicker, um, and they are loosening their guidelines a little bit. Uh, it's the lenders that have what they call overlays that are um, that they're saying, you know, we don't want Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac buying this loan back. We're going to slap on a whole bunch of guidelines. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and FHA and FVA, USDA make loans easy. You don't have any easy loans, do you, these days? Mm, um, I, I do. Um, and and uh, we're just, we don't have enough time. And it's probably boring as heck to talk about how you can make it well easier. Well said. Boring as heck, Tony Mendez. You can find him at <laughs> BayAreaLoanSource.com. But you can make it easier on your end, listeners. <laughs> Sorry for uh, interjecting, but I thought that was Hey, you're doing a loan right now. I can tell you how to make it easier. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It could be easier if I had a robot. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. It's Rob Black Show. Until Monday, take care. Have a good day. Be safe. Uh, don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Try the veal. The veal's lovely. And, Danger, uh, Will Robinson. Ciao. Danger. As my Italian friends would say. Ciao. But you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. They took our job! They took our job! 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.